Welcome to the first episode of All Ears Nantucket. My name is Jacob Horton, and I'm the Nantucket Historical Association's Oral History Fellow. Now, this podcast is going to be an exhibition of stories collected by the NHA's 2016 volunteer interviewers. You'll meet them as the series goes along. One, two, three, Because this is the first episode of All Ears Nantucket, I'm going to talk for a moment about what oral history is and why the NHA is involved in it. I'm of the belief that good histories are supported by a variety of sources, which work together to triangulate what we believe, given all the evidence, is something very like the truth about our past. As an oral historian, I want one of those sources to be personal narrative. Now, oral history is a unique field of research in that it, its primary focus is the personal interview for its own sake. Obviously, oral tradition through the generations is not a new idea. But what is new, and I mean relatively new, is the ability to record our voices in an accurate manner. I mean, after all, it's not until the first quarter of the 20th century that we really have an opportunity to do that. Now, I use the word accurate um, because we can record exact words and phrasing. I'm not implying accuracy and truth. Part of the tension between academic history and oral history is the fallibility of human memory. We forget, we lie, or worse yet, we misremember. But in oral history, that's all right. This is a field of research that is as much about how we as people interpret the past and understand it as it is about getting to a single truth in a single interview. Sure, we love interviews with experts and powerful persons, but we're just as likely to go to an ordinary person like you or I and ask how you experienced these important events that have shaped our community. That's all we can reasonably ask of anyone. Then, perhaps, together, we can help that mission of getting at the truth about the past. One of the great parts about working in this field is experiencing a new perspective. Of course, the medium of the interview works because we all broadly share similar experiences. We grow up, we look for work, maybe we fall in love, maybe we have kids, we experience hardship, we overcome. But as similar as we all are, we each have a set of stories, experiences, and perspectives that make us see the world in unique ways. And as similar as we all are, sometimes the distance between us can seem insurmountable. And it is this process of telling, I submit, through which we begin to understand one another. Example. I went to graduate school in New York City. I loved it. Every day there is something I miss about the city. But recently, one of our interviewers, Peter Morrison, conducted an interview with a pair of brothers, Nolan and Durand Spence, who also came to Nantucket via New York. Their perspective on life in the city couldn't be more different than mine. Here's Durant. You know, and back in New York, you, you don't really have interactions with like a lot of different cultures. They're just either you're black or Puerto Rican. Hold on right there. I'm already going in a new direction. My New York was highlighted by interactions with persons from different racial, ethnic, national, religious backgrounds. Learning about different histories and different ways of being, that was part of what I loved about the city. But I was a white graduate student at Columbia University. Of course, I knew there were other New Yorks. I mean, I knew it in theory. But 
my ability to enjoy New York the way I did was simply not available in the New York that Durand remembers. That was it, you know? Like, you, you didn't you didn't really go to school with a lot of white kids. White, white, white kids went to school in the suburbs, and they stayed far away from the, 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 the um, structures of of um, a middle school in the um, urban area, because there was, was really no true education there. Like, the, like kids were like, kids back in New York, when they went to school, they would cut class, sell drugs in school. They, there was at least, a, what I could count in my in my experience going to school, at least like four or five riots I experienced in school, where people got stabbed, hospitalized. <laughs> it's kind of like bullying over here. Like, bullying over here is maybe just one kid bullying back in New York was like, all right, you got to deal with this whole gang of kids. Yeah, it started with this one kid who kind of beat you up, but now you got to walk out, go all the way home from school, and try to avoid this kid and his gang that he has everywhere around New York City. So it, you, you became a victim really easy. So back in, so in Nantucket, we were, yeah, so in Nantucket, it was a whole different experience. You know, we came in and we were thinking like, Man, maybe there's gonna be some kind of gangs over here. Maybe there's gonna be some kind of tough guys over here. You know, gotta watch their back, just like New York. And it was it was never like that. We were <laughs> we were always you know having fun. We were always trying to like you know play sports with these guys. We was always trying to hang out with these guys. We made a whole bunch of friends, and just the, the whole system of things. And I was really shocked when I seen people sitting down and just trying to learn and really focusing on getting an education in school like that. I probably, out of everything, shocked me the most. I was like, wow, there's not one person acting up in this classroom. There's not one book being thrown. No one's skipping class. Because skipping class was like the thing to do back in the day. It was like, everyone everyone went to class, but the cool thing was to skip class and you hang out in someone else's classroom and, you know, you walk the, you walk the halls. No one no one did it over here. Everyone was just dedicated to, to studying. So following suit I just <laughs> I did the same thing we were just all in class and we you know most of our conversations about oh man I got a test tomorrow and I need to study for a test and I need help I don't get this work you know and that's that's that was the whole system of Nantucket from, from what I saw it was always about you know having fun with your friends keeping up with your schoolwork if you could and just you know having fun <laughs> Durand and his brother overcame some significant hardship to build the lives they have today on Nantucket. This excerpt does not do that story justice. I know part of what Durand's co-worker and interviewer Peter Morrison loved about interviewing the Spences is just that. It's the American dream. On another podcast, we'll tell their story more completely. But for now, I wanted to share with you an example of how listening can introduce us to another way of being. Even two people remembering the same city can have vastly different tones. Maybe on Nantucket, it's easy to take safety and community for granted. That's why people come here, and it's part of why people want to stay here. And not all personal histories are dramatic as Nolan and Duran's are. And certainly not all interviews bring us amusing anecdotes. But the journey is always fascinating. And each one helps us walk these streets in another person's shoes. And that's always worth your time. My name is Jacob Horton. Thanks for listening. And I hope
hope you join us for another episode.